to see everybody. Hi, Lauren. Hi, everyone at home. Welcome back. Uh, Cars and Coffee Show Late Night Playset. It's a big night for us. It's our five-year anniversary. We're going to be talking all about the last five years. It is also the anniversary of Late Night with David Letterman. By the way, both of these were yesterday. We didn't have a show yesterday. <laughs> February 1st was the anniversaries. Uh, 41 years for Late Night with David Letterman. Five years for uh, this little show, whatever this is, from our dining room, kitchen, slash foyer here. Uh, we'll tell you more about that tonight, as well as, as well as, we're going to be talking to this young lady over here. Right over there, we're going to be talking to, uh, that's me again, hang on, hey, there you are, where, <laughs> there he is, <laughs> holding down the fort north of the border, it's our friend Canada Mike, uh, beautiful pants jacket, happy anniversary to you, sir, also the host of the Letterman Podcast, so it's a big week for you, what's happening? Happy anniversary, guys, I'm so excited that uh, five years after you started this thing, you kept going, because I didn't come on until like year four and a half, so, you know, if you would have called it at year three, I would have lost a whole lot of joy in my life, so thanks for hanging in there. I think a lot of people had money on us calling it on year three, <laughs> maybe even two and a half, but then along came COVID, and what on earth? Uh, yeah, it's been a long run, um, but at the same time, it's never been the same. Oh, here I go. Here we go. I'm trying to see him over there. <laughs> Excuse me. You're He's drifting. All the way up in Kennedy. It's hard to see over there. Uh, in the meantime, it, it feels like we've done so many different shows in those five years. It doesn't feel like one anniversary. It kind of just, um, I don't know. It feels like a birthday more than anything else. Would you agree with that? It's an achievement, no doubt. That's a long time, 500 plus shows and uh, still rocking it. It's awesome. I can't wait for all the clips you've queued up tonight. It's going to be great to take a trip down memory lane. You're such a jerk. It's not that show. I wish we had <laughs> clips queued up. Can you imagine? If you were actually a producer on the show down here and were able to wrangle that stuff, man, what a show we'd have tonight. Uh, instead, we're just going to be talking about that stuff. And then, you know what, if we, re if we, if we, whatever, we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, uh, Will, Will, you know what to do, Will. Can't start this off without Will.
too. Welcome back, everybody. Happy anniversary. It's Thursday, February 2nd. Technically, yesterday was the anniversary. And if you really want to get technical, 131, we, we did the brief introduction to. It was just that 2-1 was our first show. Right. Remember, we put that brief introduction up. I do. Not so brief. Uh, we'll be looking at that, actually. That will be the one clip that we have queued up tonight. We'll be looking at that in a little bit uh, in, our, in what we call TBT. We have creatively called that TBT. It's a throwback Thursday anyone doesn't have social media <laughs> you're listening to this on a phonograph um <laughs> thursday february 2nd 2023 god dang it that's a hell of a number two 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 three <laughs> happy anniversary <laughs> Gosh, bring the camera in here what's happening does this work too okay good Whoo-wee. um still working on the haircut Short on the sides, a little longer on top. Now it's that bouffant thing you talked about the other day. It was a quaff for a while, now it's springy. Looks high. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, it's, a, it's a struggle. I'm working on it. There's spray in it to try to, but it's doing what it does. A uh, good vibe sticker from Mitch, Dr. Mitch. just want to say I love you. One of our Sunday buddies. He's one of our car buddies, I guess. Drives the outlaw Miata. Anyway, um, here... <laughs> Uh, here's the plan tonight. Uh, we're going to reminisce. We're going to be talking about the last five years. This was never the intention. What you are watching today, we never intended. We never thought this would be the thing. Um, although when we decided to do it, I was p- pretending I was doing exactly this the whole time. And when you go back and you look, you'll kind of get it. You'll be like, oh, look, there's the microphone. Oh, look, he put the iPad over here in the spot where there would be a cutout in the table if you were using Letterman's table. Um, there's a lot of the blue mugs, the pencils. It's, it's all kind of there. <laughs> we did manifest the desk and chairs for sure. <laughs> anyway, should we? Let's just do that first, right? Let's just let's just let's just go right into the TBT, right, Hal? All right. Uh, this was five years ago. I guess technically yesterday, but whatever. Roll it, Hal. I say, Hal's <laughs> in the control. Roll it, Hal. <laughs> this thing are we on? Ah, let's do the thing i think we are that's what they always say not to say are we on are we on but i think you have to at least your first time we actually are on i'm checking like cameras and stuff that i don't know how to i don't know how to work any of this stuff it's a work in progress yep see <laughs> <laughs> that's all right uh all right well i am jay ryan this is nicole ryan we are the ryans and this is i'm gonna call it the porsche life podcast but essentially I think by the time we're done talking about it, it will sort of be clear what this is. Actually, it probably won't be clear because it wasn't clear to us, which is why we're doing it this way. <laughs> yeah. Figuring it out in lifetime, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, essentially, this is going to be life with the Ryans. 
And it's not life with the Ryans as in like, oh, it's our reality show. It's more like we tried a bunch of different things to try to do this, uh, to try to figure out what to talk about. Because we're into so many different things and, and people know certainly of a lot of our interests. But we're, we didn't want to pigeonhole into like a, a Porsche podcast or a car podcast or an adventure podcast. Sort of everything, because we've got medical stuff we want to talk about. We've got, you know, f future world thinking type things we want to talk about. Life. Life, because it's really different and it's very fluid and it changes all the time. And it's different for everyone, which is, for me, what was hard about defining anything we were going to talk about. Because um, everyone wants to pigeonhole everything, which I totally understand. Mm. It's easier to understand life that way when you can compartmentalize things. When people look at it through their eyes, you mean? Just their perspective? Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, assuming, I, I see what you Assuming that life, what you know is life is the same for everybody else. Right. Which is not fair. No. But everyone does it. It's a human thing, and it's just literally how we perceive our surroundings as humans. But once you evolve past that, because you have to usually, you realize that everyone's in their own head and they're all listening to their own inner monologue. So mm. to reach anyone authentic, actually, you have to reach their authentic core, which means you need to know yours. Yeah, yeah. Woo! Whoops, I cut that off. Well, here, I'll do it over here. Yeah! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wow. I mean... Same but different, right? What do yeah. you think, Canada Mike? Okay, so I got a question. Is the um, the Studio 60 Life magazine picture and the bookshelf in the same location as it was in that video? <laughs> That's the weirdest thing about all of this. Um, yes and no. The, the, the magazine is in exactly the same picture, uh, exactly the same place, like literally hasn't changed. The bookshelf was moved over a little bit to uh you know to create the it's it's sort of in the corner now with a light behind it to to give the illusion of more space back there right uh right but it's in the same corner it was just pressed up against the wall so yes uh the answer i think to some of your questions are you know for, for the are we in the same space gosh darn it whoo yes but it's hard to find a camera there's too many cameras uh i'm sitting in the same space like Probably exactly within a couple inches, and the guest chair is in the same space where she was sitting, probably within a couple inches, which is pretty wild that we're in the same physical location. <laughs> that is wild. Wild. It's fantastic. Well, that's kind of the point. You it know, shows it, what you can do with a little bit of paint and a little bit of know-how. Holy cow. Oh, I mean, you're being very nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a very nice way to look at it. Another way to look at it would be like, wow, you've been in that room too long. Look what you've done. You've you've just you've pushed every everything right up, right up to the edge. We sort of used to live in the middle of the room, and this was just there was a production space in the middle of this room. We outgrew the room. We outgrew the outer room. We outgrew the room next to the room. <laughs> It's spreading like a fungus. COVID, I don't know. COVID was good and bad for us, I guess. Jay Ryan, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we couldn't move, so I was like, well, let's just make the studio better. You know, what else can we do? Okay, so at what point, so in the five-year run, did it go from that to this? 
No, no. What do you mean? One po- started there and it's here no. today. It's been a gradual. That's what I'm saying. At what point did it? Yes. At what point did it? Uh, did it become the place that? Year two. No, I think we're. I think we're. It's. It was. It. It didn't. This. It's. It's linear. I don't think there is no sure. stepping that I'm aware of. Okay. If, what do you mean? When did the desk and chairs arrive? Well, I just, I just would say that, like that first night, I don't think you were calling it the late night playset that night. No, no. Um, I guess. What, well, what you mean for all the different names? Did it become? I got you. So I guess like each year, because this never really had an, enough direction, there was never enough structure to whatever we were attempting here. Um, it seemed like at the end of each year, we were always we had grown into something else. It was still the same kind of bigger idea of Cars Comedy Life, but. How we were doing it was different. The guests we were getting were different. You know, how we were setting up the studio was different. How we were capturing it to show to people was different. So we just kind of were always changing the names. And Late Night Playset, I think, was, I don't know, the third one probably. It was Life with the Ryans. Then it was when we got the desk and chairs and Gary Shandling died and all that. It was like, we I named it It's Tonight Show. Because it felt like, oh, we're doing a little late night talk show here, but nobody why does life with the Ryan sounds like a blog? Like what the hell are you doing? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I've got him too. It's a nice show. Um, still my favorite name ever. Uh, and if we ever got a real show, I would love to call it that. <laughs> they probably wouldn't let me, but I, I still think it's a neat name. And, and, and Gary Shandling, um, I think would love it too. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a nice show. Then late night play set. And then cars and comedy was sort of, We'll get into that in a little bit, I guess. But it was sort of the advisement of a marketing person that we really know and trust. And, um, and, uh, and it was more on the lines of, like, you need to let people know what you're doing because they don't know what the fuck you're doing. You, you got, it's like with the Ryans, but you got a talk show. Like, nobody understood. They're like, what is your show? I was like, well, it's Cars and Comedy. Like, ah, that's it. There's your show, Cars and Comedy. <laughs> but then the funny thing was that's like how a regular marketer would work. And for the masses, that probably would work. We are always painting ourselves in corners and shooting ourselves in feet. Like we've amassed this little um, audience of of fellow interesting people that are sort of outside the box themselves, fellow weirdos, if you will. I hope no one takes offense to that. I'm a weirdo, so. Uh, And they don't. They're in between the lines of that mass marketing thing. So I don't think they even care about the cars and comedy thing. I got so many messages when we first changed it last year to Cars and Comedy uh, of people who are like, love the new name, love it, oh, it's so great. And all of those messages were from the marketing type people, like people who are good at podcasts, <laughs> people who are good at metrics, people who are good at ones and zeros. <laughs> and they're like, love it. <laughs> and anybody who's been following the show from the beginning, they're like, you're changing the name again? Why? We like Late Night Plays. It's good. It's what you are. <laughs> So it is what it is. It's a whole goddamn nightmare. If somebody were uh, really knew what they were doing, not me, obviously. I'm 82 toothpicks, 82, 82, 82, 246 toothpicks. I'm the rain man of this equation. If we had a Charlie Babbitt to be like, you know how you make money with that? Um, uh, we'd probably be able to jive all that shit together. I feel like 2023 is the year all of that happens because a lot of people have been coming out of the woodwork to offer help on this show. It seems to be like we've done enough growing that people now want to like, okay, we get it. Like, how can we help? Let's make this a thing. Cool. 
there's somebody who reached out on the show, I think, but then also he sent me some messages, and we've been going back and forth, who wants to do clips for us, to, he willing to nice. do the editing of the clips for us, which would be amazing to get us started with that. And uh, whatever I just said a second, marketing was one, and whatever. There's a whole bunch of things that <laughs> that we've always been lacking in, and uh, we're finally you know, hitting that. And then you know a lot of the stuff behind the scenes, too, that's um, quietly being yeah. worked on. What episode was your first guest? Because Carol was your first guest, right? No. The, no. Okay. Uh, we intended to have our first guest here tonight. Well, it's weird because actually, you know, I can't remember the order of this. <laughs> It'd be very simple to check the videotape. I, I don't know why I didn't look. It's either Derek Whitaker, who was intended to be here tonight, or Tori Alonzo, V-Dubber for Life, who, ironically, we haven't talked to in a while for no reason other than life, and he's on the other side of the world. Um, country anyway, but he sent me a message today that he was, uh, whatever, I got I to gotta get back with him. Either Tori Alonzo or Derek Whitaker were the first guests. Like, we had guests right up, right off the bat. I think that brief introduction was So episode two? About. Yeah, I think so. I, I can't look here. Yeah. I'd have to go to the computer, but I'm, I'm pretty sure. Well, I guess sounds, I can look on YouTube. Sounds right. Yeah. And then um, we did a handful of it was kind of like we were doing this every day when we first started because uh you know we had the the health and the energy and and the wherewithal and whatever and uh and i think we did it monday through thursday right and then friday was up to newcombs that's what we were doing yeah so there was a lot of shows to fill so we did do some you know like we'd have a couple guests and we'd do a couple alone and um the topics that we would talk about alone were very interesting and sometimes, like, we would each bring something to talk about that day. And I kind of used to like that. It was a little bit easier when you could talk, of course. Um, but uh, at, one of, at one of those shows where it was just the two of us, what Nicole chose to talk about was uh, Carol Liefer. And, um, and so, we, so we had a conversation about her, about Carol Liefer and the genius of Carol Liefer and how talented we both think she is and whatever. We had a little bit of Carol Liefer. And then I think... If I recall, I think you sent her, like, I think I made a clip back then. I was making, like, a couple clips here and there. And I think you sent it to her, or maybe even the whole show. I think so. And I know that I reached out on Facebook. Yeah. I, I knew her from, like, a, so long ago. But she was like, this is amazing. Where do you do this? And it was when it was still at the dining room table at that point. We were just wrapping up. Oh, that's funny. That, there you go. She wasn't our first guest on the show, but she was one of... She might have been the first real guest. She was one of the first guests in the desk and chairs. Does that oh, make sense? Okay, okay. When you reached out to her, it I was the middle of our yeah. desk and chairs pants across America tour, or whatever we called it. <laughs> and uh, and I remember that was part of it. And I think they had just arrived when she got here. So it was weird that we were a little out of sorts because we had kind of gotten used to the table thing. We'd kind of gotten comfortable. The guests were getting good. We were getting into a groove. And then... We even had this conference, like we had a poll on the air to see if people thought we should keep the table or if we should get the desk and chairs because they were offered to us, you know, should we start using them on the show? And it was kind of a 50-50 type of thing. A lot of people were like, no, that's going to change it and we're not into it. And uh, I was like, well, I mean, I agree with you, but I think we can do it in a way because it won't be, you're thinking it'll be like Dave Letterman where you're next to each other. And like, I think we can do it in a way where it's not... Um, whatever as if we weren't going to uh, we ultimately decided to and uh, but then it was wicked awkward again because we were back to 
whenever something's new, you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where to look. <laughs> I do think she was one of the first. It was like, here's everything. Yeah. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> and that was, um, you know, you and Don's and, and, and I often talk about the Chris Farley show. That was for sure yes. our first Chris Farley show. We've had many since, but that was our first Chris Farley show. That was, yeah. that was crazy. She's still one of the people I'm, I'm still indebted to the most. Anybody who came in the beginning to me, I, I'm yeah. so indebted to. Byron Bauer is one of our first guests who was here last Tuesday, um, this Tuesday, the other day. <laughs> was our most recent guest. Um. You know, Jonathan Hirsch, who's since passed away, he was one of our first guests, very interesting dude. Talked a lot about mushrooms and psychedelics and was sort of expanding his mind. And yeah. <laughs> wouldn't you know it, went to go visit his mom uh, on, you know, somewhere else in, in the country and uh, dropped dead out of nowhere. Like, weird. Hmm. Yeah, I remember him. He was like so weird and connected. He was a weird dude. Like all, most, you know, that level of crazy and eccentric is kind of like a fine line, <laughs> often defined by money. Yeah. Um, yeah, whatever. But those are some great people. Some great people. <laughs> Let alone all our car guests. I mean, the professor on in the beginning, Derek Whitaker, of course. Um, I think of Chuck Miller. I think of so many people who were uh, really taking a chance on us. I mean, like, it's still a weird little show to do. Like, you still have to want to do it. But luckily, these days, most people want to do it. I mean, yeah. we don't have to re really reach out to people unless it's somebody who's never been here before or somebody who's, like, never heard of us. Um, excuse me. Sorry, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> there is that. Um, thank you for asking questions, too, because I figured that you would um, – That you, <laughs> damn it. Got excited. Gardening. Gardening? No. Oh, uh, that was when we were making jokes about it being a clip show. Oh, I see. Jared Fadley, can't stay for the live <laughs> show. We'll catch up tomorrow. Take care, y'all. Jared Fadley, I don't know who you are, but I do like that you were talking with uh, Byron the other day. That was funny. He's the one that brought up Byron. I watched his special that picture. night. Was it on Disney in Canada? So, yeah. like um, I thought it wasn't on up here at all, and I was like, okay, because I was planning on watching it beforehand. The moment he said that, our Disney Plus up here in Canada has a fifth category, and it's called Star. And when you click on Star, it has a whole bunch of stuff that's on Hulu in the States. Um, a lot of it's FX stuff. Um, mm. Like wow. Dave. That's how I, I cannot I even believe the, the that Dave. Disney is putting out the, this material. Wow. Weird, okay. weird combo. Yeah. So I watched it that night, and it is fantastic. And I'll tell you one of my favorite parts about it is the that uh, it was on, obviously, it was on FX. And it has these little spots where it has uh, it breaks for commercial, and all it does is fade to black. But when you watch it on, on Disney Plus, obviously it just fades out and then fades back in again. An unintentional, very cool effect in his Stop. show Stop. is those. Stop. Why? That's the I'm not special. Nothing. That's the special. Yeah. It's that way here too. It's yeah. done that way on purpose. It has nothing to do with the commercials in Canada. <laughs> oh, okay. So when it aired on FX, it wasn't like that. I've never seen it on FX. That's that how the special the was crafted. Were. The special is crafted oh, how you okay. saw it to have those breaks. Okay. Very, very cool. <laughs> like, uh, just. I'm sorry. Sorry to get so aggressive. I just didn't want you to go down the wrong path too far. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it was just it was it was a uh, very very um, boy was it cerebral. It was just 
a wonderful, wonderful special and, and, and introspective uh, topics. I just loved it very, very much. Can't very happy that to hear that. Enough. I'm, I'm very happy yeah. to hear that. After, after seeing the dude and talking to the dude here, I would imagine that, uh, that you really got what we were talking about connected like like i i just sat there and i mean don't get me wrong there were some laugh out loud moments but i just kind of sat there very very connected you know when sometimes when you watch something the text comes in you take it what that, that was one of those things where all i did was right in the middle of it um i paused it for a second i texted you and i think i said i fucking love this special or something like that like it was it oh, was wow. just it was powerful it was powerful yeah, um, I thought the, and we didn't talk about it during this, but the hard R uh, bit was one of oh. the most genius things I have. I've, I was like, wow, it's so simple. And he thought of it. <laughs> so good. It's so good. Mm -hmm. Watch the special to find out what we're talking about. All the blanks were intended yep. by the creative team, including the director, Alma. <laughs> um, so did you know that his girl that we were talking about during the show is the one who directed that? Uh, well, it, it, yes, I did know that. Okay. I knew that going in. She's yeah. uh, incredibly and talented in her own right. I mean, together they're a wonderful masterfully team. Masterfully done. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad you saw it. I'm glad you liked it. He's a great guy. Oh, the aesthetics were amazing. Like, again, I'm not spoiling anything. The the, the, the setting of it in a boxing ring, and it looked almost like a, like, like stadium seating around him, like like you're going in for like a, 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 a boxing match at a very small club. That's like, exactly what, like a Ray Donovan very, type very thing. Very, cool. The aesthetics. He yeah. chose that. That was shot in Atlanta, down back where he's home, where he, hometown, where he's from. Fantastic. And cool? I love that, too, because, I mean, yeah, very. Uh, and, and then if, so when, when anybody who watches this show goes out and watches the special, go back immediately and watch Byron on the on the Cars and Comedy show then. And, I mean, it just it's a really cool one-two punch. And I imagine it's cool both ways. So, oh, I hope so. yeah, highly recommend doing that. Oh, you're the best. Um, so, yeah, I mean, him, back to your original question of, you know, the, the early guests and stuff. I've just, anybody who was here in the beginning, I'm so grateful for, because like, we say we don't know what we're doing now, and that's totally true, but <laughs> we were really out there in the beginning. Yeah. It was, they were so nice to come and give us the confidence that I needed, for sure. If you go back and watch that stuff, it's like... You've seen this now, so you know where we got. So you can see a lot of this in that. We didn't have this as the trajectory then. So it was kind of like, where are we going? I don't know. Let's figure it out today. Yeah. And it was a husband and wife who didn't fig We didn't know what we were doing in a lot of different ways. So, like, there are so many conversations and shows that are just... <laughs> I was opinionated Therapeutic. and could talk. Therapeutic. So, opinionated and can talk? Yeah, so belligerent is the easiest combination for me, but goes far. <laughs> yeah. I just, I always go back to awkward, part one and two. <laughs> a good way to describe that. Oh my that. gosh, it was so funny. So funny. Mm. <laughs> but you know i wouldn't have traded any of that because i feel like we as a couple needed that stuff 
Does that make sense? Yeah. That having this, having uh, video footage of going through conversations and having arguments or discussions, disagreements, whatever it is, and then having that video archive of it to be able to go back to, uh, in the beginning anyway, we used to watch them back and it was <laughs> not fun. Um, but it makes you look at yourself. And that yes. is tough if you haven't done that yet. Yeah. Have you seen the John Hill movie, the Stuff movie? No, not yet. The the yeah, the documentary. Him yeah, the there's therapist. without taking anything from it because it's great. He makes a comment that he can't talk not in front of people, and I understand that now. Can't talk not in front of people. Correct. In front of people, the words come. Yeah. I, that's interesting. I have a theory about that. What, 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 what is his reasoning for that? He doesn't go and do it. I, you know, I think he's the pretty enlightened dude, like, cause he's done the work to get there. I know he's not the kid that you worked with on super bad. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Thank God. Um, and just, just, I mean, the last time I worked with him was what it would have been like six years ago, maybe seven years ago. So not recently. And and even longer than that for you. I mean, we just mentioned super bad around that time, way back when. Um, he's definitely a different person. And here's where I go. Here's why what I was saying. He strikes me as the type of person who could be like a legitimate channel now. And I think that he's a really good mouthpiece for good and and mental wellness, health, mental wellness, and health, <laughs> mental wellness. <laughs> oh, it's something new. Anyway, I have a feeling that. It's like that famous idea, uh, the question, where do you, your ideas come from? Like they're channeled from somewhere. I call it the tether all the time. I'm like, I'm not smart. Whenever I'm telling you something that we're in a fucking thing and I'm like, this isn't coming from me. I don't care. I'm not fighting this fight. But blah, 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 blah. Like I wonder, and he's so artistic in so many other ways too. I wonder if he's like just connected and it, the flow won't flow unless it's going somewhere important. I get that sense from him too. He's incredibly smart, but he stops himself from interjecting over what he hears. Oh, well, that's a gift. I'm working on that one. He learned it. (laughs) 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 Jonah Hill. Can we get him here? That would be great. Oh, and then the other one. I I know I'm asking you. Hey, can you call Jonah Hill and have him come over? Uh, And then the other one was uh, Jason Siegel. I reached out about Siegel. You did? Someone that we both know. So we watched him. Can we do a two seconds of what you're watching lately or what you're watching today or whatever we're calling that damn thing? We watched something. um, Oh, gosh. I'm going to try not to get emotional during this because we both sobbed our eyes out during it. It was obviously very sensitive for us. Um, Jason Siegel's in a movie called Our Friend or The Friend? Our Friend. I think the book is called The Friend and then the movie is called Our Friend. Anyway, whatever it was, I keep getting it wrong. I think I think when you have to search for it, I think it's actually our friend. Or the friend. Casey Affleck. Affleck. Not nice that. Casey Affleck. The girl, I can never remember her name. Dakota. Dakota Johnson? Maybe? I don't know. Anyway, it's a story about a husband and wife, and the wife gets terminal cancer, and her name is Nicole, and she cuts her hair short like Nicole. And it's a whole different thing. And Nicole used to work with Jason Siegel. And the friend from this family uh, ends up coming to stay with the husband and wife while they're going through this, uh, this thing. 
and this thing ends up being a bigger thing than they think and blah, 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 ties them together forever. Um, it's a really beautiful uh, character type piece, I guess is the only way to, to say it. It's very heavy. You're dealing with cancer and stuff, but it's also Jason Siegel and he has a way of making things funny and light in in light of the while heaviness. being deep about it like and I'm sensitive really, to the issues really impressed with him uh we loved this movie either our friend or the friend depending on um oh it's can you look friend. it up actually i did i did it's our friend our friend okay but i think she's right about the book being the friend it's anyway oh that bury the lead true story it's a true story and the reason there's some confusion here is because the the husband in this movie, Casey Affleck, is a writer. And uh, once this ordeal is over, he pens a piece about the whole ordeal. And uh, and it was published in, uh, like, Esquire or something, something big. GQ, something big. Anyway, beautiful story. Esquire. Uh, really, really impressive feat by everybody, I think. Um, it shows both sides, you know, how you're able to put the smile on and have fun some days with this type of struggle and uh, and how some days you're just not. Um, and we just loved it. And it made us say, would you please <laughs> come on our show? You worked on Forgetting Sarah Marshall with him. Well, you worked on probably a lot of stuff with him, but I always think of Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And that was a big one. Um, we were caught up in the TV show, How I Met Your Mother. That's right. Took over a lot of attention that we couldn't give to everything. I can't imagine how you had your hands, full, your hands full at the time. When we launched Everybody Hates Chris, our main competition for the two big shows to watch that year, like for the fall schedule, Everybody Hates Chris and How I Met Your Mother. They were two brand new shows on the schedule, and they were both huge, and you had both of them. <laughs> yeah. Leads on both. Let alone all of your other clients. Yeah. Crazy. So what was it like dealing with him for that? Then? Oh, didn't they? Go ahead. Isn't there? There's more to that story. Shabatsky? Shabatsky. The Canadian that I'm apparently is based on me. There's a character in the show that was apparently loosely constructed around her. Her name's Robin, which was my best friend's name at the time. But her last name was Shabbat, and everyone called her Shabbat. Nicole's last name was Shabbat. Yeah. Robin Shabbat. Did she play hockey as well? Uh, no, because it's not cool. But she's a hockey fan. <laughs> uh, this would be a great time. I didn't mention it already. I'll calm this hair down a little bit with my with my Rupert hat. Um, your only source for officially licensed Late Show with David Letterman merchandise is, of course, the Hello Deli in New York City, 53rd and Broadway. Uh, visit Hello Deli online at hello-deli.com. Say hi to Rupert. Tell Nicole says hello as well, because oftentimes... I cannot. Yeah, we love Rupert. Thank you, Rupert, for all our stuff. Uh, as a matter of fact, speaking of Late Show merch and stuff, and your jacket there, the slightly different Late Show variety one, uh, is... What are they? It's not an auction this time. They're raffling it off, right? Which I think is a better way to go. Everybody has a... Yeah, so... buy in. The last... Yeah, the last time... Um, Walter and company were not happy at all about how f high the jacket went, <laughs> how quickly it went up to like $8,000. And then he was like, oh, well, nobody else, not regular people can't put in for it. We're going to do a raffle the next time. Smart. So now anybody can enter Yep. and uh, get it's a like chance a to get an official. Yeah. And it's 20 bucks, which uh -huh. is totally fair. Because if you end up with a late show jacket, Absolutely. that's killer. 
Yes. Good for you. I will be buying tickets uh, multiple times throughout the raffle because I would like that jacket. And that's the you, other thing. The so other then you can you can improve your odds like lotto tickets by buying more. Yes, that's right. Hmm. But that jacket, if I'm not mistaken, uh, is already a jacket that you have in your closet. This jacket, of course, being raffled off is one of David Letterman's. The jacket in your closet, also one of David Letterman's. Correct? That's the one, right? Yeah, but I couldn't. I mean, I would. I couldn't ever sell it. I mean, not only would I never sell it. I mean, it's not like I wear it. It's literally in the closet for years and years. But I couldn't ever. It's. I mean, it's part of this. It'd be like selling this microphone on eBay. Like, do you know how little sense that fucking makes? <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. It's. It's not about the the money. You know, I mean, some as you know, a lot of Letterman items will be hitting the auction block soon, um, and we'll be talking about that on this show soon. Soon, stay tuned. That's hard to say, um, but I can't even imagine. So, like, it's just tied to me and the story. Um, yeah, I can't even imagine. Um, I wouldn't even sell like my Ed Sullivan Theater one, and I bought that one from the CBS store when it was on the corner outside the theater. Yep. And I have that pants one yep. too, and I'll, I'll still never tell how I got that one. God, really? I, I, yeah, there's a neat story behind that one too, but I won't tell it here. Someday, someday, <laughs> sweeps week. I'll tell it during sweeps week. Well, someday week. I think there might be a venue for you to tell it. There will be, and I'll tell you something else. There is an interesting story behind it, and it did come from another talk show host. Well, now I'm all excited. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the name of the book was The Friend, Love is Not a Big Enough Word by Matthew Teague. Oh, wow. And Matthew it says Teague, here right. it was that's, a biographical that's the name of the guy. drama. Say it again? It says here, too, that it, uh, it was a 2019 American biographical drama. So well, it is a true story. True story stuff in this. Yeah. Yeah. Biographical drama. Those are the best kind. Can't stand non-biographical drama. <laughs> Autobiographical drama? It's <laughs> just, a, just a dude who's starting shit all the time. Um, <laughs> you know, we mentioned... We, <laughs> some people are nothing but autobiographical drama. Um, we mentioned the other day, it's kind of a downer, but I, I need to mention it again because we want to support this person. Uh, Kayla, the car girl, is going through a lot. She had to put her dog down. That's tough for anybody. But um, at the same time, she has been silently dealing with cancer. Uh, I've heard mixed reports, either stage three or stage four cancer. I don't care what kind of cancer. If you're young and you're dealing with cancer, if you're any age and dealing with cancer, it sucks. It sucks. Uh, she's a very nice person. She's very nice to everybody she meets. Um, I, I wish her the best and, and, and nothing but good vibes and healing energy towards Kayla. We made a contribution to her GoFundMe. There is a GoFundMe. Please go. Uh, I know it's probably on our profile. It's on her profile. Bruce Brown. Everyone's a friend of Bruce Brown. Um, it's making the list. Or just go to GoFundMe and search for uh, Kayla. Um, I, I don't know what to say. I, get well soon is like trite and whatever. But how about this? We're just... We exchanged a lot of messages the other day, but we're fighting with you. We love you. Um, if you need anything, a lot of us are here. So many people who love you. Lots of support. I feel like everyone needs to hear that sometimes. Especially now. There's people going through shit. I feel like everything's tightening up out there. From what I, the little I've heard, everyone seems to feel alone. No one is. 
So just know that. What's the what's going on? Do you think in the world that people are feeling that way? This can be to you too, Mike, or anybody. I mean, open open floor question. I've heard political things which are divisive on purpose, so I don't buy into it. Yeah. But like, people are closing off because of not wanting to be disliked by people. They're afraid to offend, so they're shutting down? Yeah. Oh, they, that's weird. So they no longer have their their circles where they used, or at least their outlets that they used to be able to... Yeah, because people are not used to being confronted by word choice. And so instead of finding new ways to say things they don't necessarily know how to say... They just don't talk. And so it's putting up divides between people. Well, this what you're saying makes a lot of sense for what's going on. I see out in the real world people are losing their shit. Like, you know how I was a couple of years ago and I'm getting better at it instead of worse? Like, I feel like everyone else is getting worse at, at that one thing. Like, we're all just a little too wound up, a little too tight. And then one little thing out in the real world from some stranger or whatever is making people flip out and... Hit people with a bat in traffic like that Tesla guy who just got arrested finally. Um, or just there's tons of shootings and there's just – it seems like – I don't know. It's the news too, right? So I guess everything is whatever you follow. But it does seem to be that things are ramping up. I go to Ghostbusters here. It seems like there must be negative slime under the city right now and, and we need to like all sing – old Lang Syne or something <laughs> and, and get it back together. It's good advice. Maybe that's what's going on. Maybe a crazy old painting is trying to take over the world. Maybe. Yeah, could be. It never He's hurts. Janos. Never hurts to be positive. <laughs> Dr. Wengman, why are you came? <laughs> I love that part of the movie. I do, too. I do, too. <laughs> but I worked at, at every time I saw him, I, he used to be on Ally McBeal, and I used to work over at David E. Kelly, and every time I saw him, I would... <laughs> You know how I got the autistic thing, right? And I've got a mimic thing, and there's a callback. I shake Bernie Mac. It's a totally different story, by the way. It just happens all the time. I go to shake Bernie Mac's hand for the first time, being introduced to him at his Christmas party, at his soundstage, at, on his show at Radford, by the by somebody who invited me who's part of his crew. And, oh, Bernie, this is Jay Ryan. I said, oh, Jay Ryan. Jay Ryan. And he goes, ah, oh, <laughs> denim like a jeans. I said to him, just like that, just like that. I go, ah, oh, denim like a jeans. He looked at me. He knew exactly what I did. No one here probably does. He looked at me, knew exactly what I did, gave me a smile of like, all right, and then went the other way. <laughs> it was like, that was it. Do you have any idea what I was doing when I said it? Okay, so that's Ocean's Eleven, which is fantastic. But I'll tell you, if I, if I was shaking Bernie Mac's hand, um, you know, when he was alive, and meeting him for the first time, I would have said this. I would have said, some of a bitch, because I love the way he said some of a bitch. Yeah. That's what I would have said. I Did think he used to do Mac that when shaking people's hands, though? Because for me, it was a trigger of, oh, I'm now watching the big man shake my hand just like, and for whatever reason, we were on a soundstage, so there were lights. Whatever yeah. it was, it, it looked just like that scene. And Yes. When he was shaking the car, the, the, the car dealer's hand or whatever. Yeah. yeah. He didn't say some of a bitch, I don't believe, shaking anyone's hand. But I just, even Does he say day, it in that movie? Times will say. I don't know. He doesn't. I think he said it on stage all the time. It was the way that he said, he just, the way he delivered that phrase was just, to, only Bernie Mac delivered it like that. I and know what you mean about I people. Just, it, just, it, it is imprinted in me. 
I know what you mean about people saying the same yeah. thing different. Like instead of "son of a bitch," Jackie Gleason used to say "some bitch" in that movie in the in the can, in uh, Smokey. So I, I get it. There you go. But denim like a jean is fantastic. Oh no, it was so embarrassing. She was like, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> <laughs> she goes, "She she wasn't upset with me at all because she knew he was cool. Whatever, everybody was fine." But she was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and you know. From a thousand times of having that experience with me. <laughs> I asked Bernie about that years later, and he got tickled just remembering it. <laughs> so you never know. People like to talk to him because he's warm, but they never have anything to say. So he was so tickled by your remembering and affection. I just, the fact that I think it was real, I think whatever it was for me was real. Like, that's... That's why a, a lot of the people that were around, like weirdos or not, like they're authentic and they know how to be themselves. And that is such a pleasure to be around for me. For some people, it makes them very awkward, very uncomfortable. That's him, though. He's so comfortable in his skin. Like he, which forces anyone around him to be that way, too. So I grew without knowing it. And then I'm like a gene. I'll never forget it. It's right around the corner too. Is it <laughs> CBS Studio uh, Radford? You know the Seinfeld lot. <sighs> Bernie Mac. So there, there. Let's make a quick list of people that I'm just going to do. Let's make our top three for all three of us. Mike, you can do it twice for this show and your show. Uh, three people sure. that we wish we could have been doing this show while they were around to have them here, and and we, you know, life, whatever, didn't get the opportunity. Bernie is one for Bernie sure. Bernie for sure. And no, I need to think of the other two. I'm going to say Paul Walker. Oh, yes. Just for the cars and the element, the fact that you have crossed paths with him. I have crossed paths with him. All of our friends, Sean Lee was best friends with him. That's I think that that one. would have been a cool one. I think he would have been a cool guy to get to know. And I think he would have really dug what we're doing and what we're into. And I think he would yeah. have loved you now. He loved you then, but I think he would have loved you now. I think so, too. He's such a good guy. Um, number one, though, I'm going to skip. I did those out of order, but number one, Gary Shandling. Ooh, that would that be good. He was always, he was always, he was always the special one that I didn't identify as special until later in life. And then when I did, it was like all too late. I ha I put all the pieces together so they made perfect sense, and then. Right as it was all happening, you called me when I was on my way home that day, and you're like, "Oh, guess what?" I'm like, ah. I started crying in a parking lot in Ralph's in Venice. That was a bummer. I always thought he was going to be the one to help me tell the story. You know, the story. Because he got it. He got it. He just, he's he was weird like that, too. Yep. I think yeah, I told you this, he but he Carlin. kept the desk and chairs from his Larry Sanders show. At Yes. He had them yeah. in the garage for a little bit, anyway. And where are they now? Are they at the museum? Yeah, and, uh, last time, last I mean, I don't know where they are currently exactly, but last time I knew a few months ago, they were at the uh, a comedy museum in Jamestown, National yeah. Comedy Center, National Comedy Center in in uh, Jamestown. He was a just a fucking such an interesting dude, and and and, and any time I met him was so brief. And I'm so I'm not basing it on like I had this long <laughs> conversations for hours late at night with Gary J. Like, nope, nope, <laughs> not at all. Like it would just be his energy at Saturday Night Live or in the in like the hallway or, you know, you know, Lauren's office. Um, 
the one that looks into the studio, not the, yeah. <clears throat> um, he would go in there during the show to watch sometimes, you know, with, I kinda with love Lauren. That. Um, and he was, eh, whatever, just a really cool dude. And very funny, ladies. <laughs> there was a bunch of guys around in the hallway and he had to walk, ladies, you know, and he's dressed to the nines and looks like Larry Sanders about to go out on stage even though he's not even performing tonight, you know. Classy dude. Shout out to Gary Shanley. R.I.P. Uh, how about you? Nicole, do you have a list? I kind of second most of everything you said, but I would add Lucille Ball. Oh, we missed that one by quite some margin. But yeah, all right. I agree with that. Then Johnny Carson, too. Um, John DeLorean. All right, let's see. Abraham Lincoln, probably. This uh, is where I'm a dick, and I'm like, I did a guy from Jamestown, so I'm connected. Oh, I see. Because so, of the Lucille Ball Comedy Center. Yeah. All that, yeah. And I'm watching the Mother's in Law, which was produced by Desi. Desi Lou, right? Or both yeah. of them? Yeah. You, you you've watched that a few times. Do you like it? I mean, obviously you do. What do you like about it? I never watched it. I heard about it in Tina's book, but I haven't really watched it. I fall asleep to a lot of episodes, oh, okay. so I'm trying to watch them more consciously. What did you guys think of, uh, speaking of, bounce back to what you're watching. This is a weird anniversary show. Uh, it's just like every other show. Uh, what did you guys think of um, the uh, White Lotus? We, really we saw both seen it seasons. Yet. Oh, n- neither season? Oh, we got a granddaughter in the room. Sorry, I'm sorry. My granddaughter just walked in, and so I Called muted it. for a second to see if she was leaving. I haven't seen it yet. No worries. Do you want to? You want to? Do you have to go? Do you have no. to? Oh, no, we're good. I understand. Does she want to come in? <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Don't be. Now what? Once I got the through line of White Lotus, I like both seasons better. Yeah, but I didn't like the second one as much as the first, even though I liked the people. No, I... It was Hawaii for me. It was that location of the first one. I loved the first season, but I understood the whole thing better. Yeah, same here. We were, we didn't we didn't go into that well. We didn't go into season two well. We go into things blind, so we're like, oh cool. We know it'll be a different cast, but we thought it'd be the same resort, but it was a totally they're in a different resort. Anyway, if you haven't seen it, I don't want to ruin it. The first season we highly recommend. The second season is not bad. It's just um, it felt like a departure. Um, and then when we watched them back to back, because we decided to give it another shot, because we couldn't make it past episode two. Um, we watched the first season and then uh, second season back to back. And then it was more palatable because we understood the through line. I think we, mis- we misinterpreted what would be the, the similar characteristics. And it was a totally different show in our mind because we, we misidentified. Yeah. <laughs> it changes the perspective of everything when, you, when I do that. Irene Hoffman says she would never sell her jackets or her yearbook. Never. Oh, the yearbook would be cool to get. One, one, one day I'll get one of those yearbooks. Um, Irene Hoffman. I'm watching White Lotus. I like it. Love the actors. Irene Hoffman, which season are you on? Did you watch the first season and you're now on two? Be interesting. So the first season is great. Steve Zahn, I say, is one of America's great under-act, un- under-actors, underrated actors. 
it's he's he's known for his comedy stuff, which I think is hilariously funny. But he's such a good dramatic actor too, and he doesn't get not much credit for that. I think he was yeah. in like Band of Brothers and stuff, which where he, he what? I might be wrong about that, but I'm I think he was. Was he in Band of Brothers? I feel like you would know that. Oh, you don't know. I didn't see Band of Brothers, and I'm deeply ashamed for admitting that out here right now. You don't have to be. It's I, I I've never really made it through Saving Private Ryan because it's very very violent. <laughs> as is that's war. the movie that did it for me. I used to I used to like war movies. I used to watch them. Uh, Saving Private Ryan uh, turned me off of it. Same here because like I watched Inglorious Bastards, but that's because Tarantino goes that extra mile to make it almost. His uh, graphic stuff was funny. Yeah. It's it was too it was yep. so much over so that it was kind of fun or there was a comedic undertone to his there's a dryness. Saving Private That's Ryan was does. like being there. I can't imagine my grandfather was there and I never asked him if he I mean he's passed away now but I don't I don't know if he ever saw that movie and I I wouldn't imagine he would have wanted to. Or or maybe it's the other way where they're like finally somebody gets it, you know, cuz for years those guys were, you know, you weren't there. Yeah, I, I wish I'd asked my grandfather too, because I don't know what he would say. We were too young. You're too young to care when you have the time and the opportunity to do it. Not you, one. We are too young to care yeah. to ask those things when we when we can, or to log the information or whatever. So many questions I wish I asked my grandfather. Oh, yeah. oh, you're right. That's that's a really good point too. Do you mean scared from family dynamics or what you might? find out i think all of the above i think it's uh scared to open pandora's box because of what might happen and also scared to open pandora's box like just uh it's just uh one of those things that it takes it would take in my opinion it would take bravery to ask questions like that to someone who was at a place like that but don't you think that would be rewarded from that person given what we're talking about the the the, the nature of it that my grandfather was either tough. way yeah. My grandfather was from the Anytime generation that was like, he didn't, they didn't have problems. <laughs> they just dealt with life. <laughs> yeah. The perspective, I think, would be, um, would be extremely valuable. And anytime you do something that's really difficult, you're, I think, rewarded with whatever. You get stretched, your comfort zone gets stretched. But I think the idea of, of hurting somebody or, or making somebody dredge up, you know, painful memories, though, also is a consideration that many people would shy away from the idea because of. Yeah. Wild. But yeah. don't feel bad for not asking those questions. I think it's common. Okay. Um, Autoimmunity Foundation. I, the, uh, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I, I do have a list of my three, by the way. Let's hear it. Uh, number one, by far, is Alan Coulter um on mine uh gary shanley i'm not putting on mine because he was on yours but he's there too number two is andy kaufman oh that's a and, good one for uh, you that's yeah huge. yeah absolutely and then number three is warren zevon oh god that's a good one yeah but i'm gonna want that one too i would, I would want a different pass at it because i feel like you and i would go different places with him there'd probably totally. be some crossover but i would i would want i would want some time with warren too yep uh yeah that's a good one that's a good one in the world of letterman too you kept it you kept it hmm. yeah 
Warren Zevon may or may not get inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. That's good news in my opinion. Well, if, if he does, and I think he will. Uh, I think he deserves to, and I think politically they probably will. Um, I hope it happens. I think that would be really great. Billy Joel's boosting for him. Billy Joel's trying to make it happen. Is that is he the one who's championing this? Yeah, he's one of them. I don't know if there are others as well. I would imagine there are others, but he apparently is the, yeah. What a cool thing. I didn't know that. The piano man himself. Man, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Warren was a fucking really cool dude. I don't, I never met him, but all you got to do is watch that last episode. Can I give a little spoiler uh, about the Felicia Collins episode? Yeah. That we're going to have out in a couple weeks. So Felicia, we talked about Warren and uh, it was one of these ho- kind of holy shit moments. I got goosebumps right now, even saying it. I haven't told anybody about it since it, uh, since we, we talked about it, but um, so we were talking about Warren Zevon and uh, fuck a couple months after he passed, um, she realized that she had voicemail mm. at the Ed Sullivan theater offices because <laughs> they had an office upstairs as well, but she just never checked the voicemail. And so um, someone said something about leaving a voicemail for her. And she's like, what? And she goes up and she checks and there's a bunch of old messages. And one of the old messages was Warren asking if Felicia would um, play on his last album. Mm. And she never got the message. Mm -hmm. And uh, so this is after he passed away. She got this message from Warren Sifon asking if if she would work with him. And then part of it messed her up too. Cause she's like, Oh my God, that last night that he was on the show, did he think I had snubbed him or anything like that? And, and, and it was just a really powerful, uh, she had a powerful moment about that. And she oh, told she talked goodness. about that on, on our show. Yeah. Oh, I can't that wait. was a crazy story. Hmm. Yeah. The, 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 the fallens, the, the ones that aren't around anymore, they really get to you. Mm-hmm. You can't, um, make those phone calls anymore or send a text or whatever it's very strange the moment somebody transitions uh let's see irene hoffman says she is watching the white lotus she loves it loves the actors agreed she's in the first season currently however <laughs> oh had a different thing here hang on however her friend loves the second all right happy valentine's day jeffrey happy valentine's day to you uh, furry, furry, private Ryan. I must watch frequently. Painful, painful, but must watch. Oh, Fury. The tank movie. Oh, wow. Now, what is her reason for that? Reminding. Why do you want to keep yourself in that place, Irene? Why is it important to you? The lines at the end of the movies that make you cry with joy. Oh, wow. So maybe for her, maybe it's going through all of that at the end. Kind of a catharsis, maybe. You know how sometimes when you watch a sad movie, it makes you happy at the end because, like, you've fucking gone through the emotional I journey do. with the people? One of uh, my clients that I traveled with, when you had movies and on CDs, in, he's like, do you like to cry in planes? Because <laughs> they like so many movies. I'm like, there's, yeah. It is totally true. Yeah. Yeah. When you used to have that bundle of, is that what you mean? They were yep. the DVD on the, like the little sleeves. Yeah. You did always have that kind of crap. I can't remember what it was, but it was like, when you got mail and 
Is that a tearjerker? Anybody die in that? No. All right. Well, that was one of them. <laughs> what else was there? The notebook. The notebook. Yeah, <laughs> there was some. I forget what which ones, but there was a couple. Um, the Autoimmunity Foundation with this pretty lady's face is uh, the website's up, and uh, we are funding 2023 currently. There are a handful of um, fundraiser things that we're going to be doing through this um, through this year. One of which uh, we're going to be talking about throughout the month, because throughout this month, February. Because on the 26th, I believe, 23rd, 20, whatever, 23rd, I think it is, whatever day, uh, the Thursday right before the Lit Week, Lit Show, LA Lit Week, Sean Cridlin will be back, author of the Hurley book, author of the Brumos book, a very talented individual, uh, Sean Cridlin will be back, and he is bringing one of his, if you recall, this is a three or four volume uh, box set of books. I mean, this is a thousand dollars if you buy just the regular one, right? Uh, it's it's an incredible mass of work. But he had several of them. I don't know exactly how to describe it. The boxes are encased in canvas, and then he had artists draw on them, so they're art as well as the books inside. Really, really super cool. Um, the one that Sean is donating to your foundation, to the show, to be given away, uh, auctioned off, I should say, um, is by Jay Ward, who uh, was a Pixar artist. So it's got Porsche cars and Sally uh, on it. Sally from the Cars uh, movies. Awesome. Um, by the way, she's alive, but I would love to have her here. I've reached out a number of times, but she's never responded via social media. Bonnie Hunt to be here. Sally herself. Ooh, that would be amazing for the Letterman great. connection and just... Every movie she's in, I think, is wonderful, and I've always adored her as a person. I can't explain why um, she reaches me that way, but I can't imagine the um, the only one. So, Bonnie Hunt. And uh, back to Sean Cridlin, the, the book. Anyway, uh, uh, he's going to be here later this month, but we're going to have, uh, and he's going to bring the set so we can look at it. Um, uh, we're going to be talking about that. Also, prints of the Happy Meal are going to be happening, but this book, uh, Brumos Collection Opportunity jump the line <laughs> everything that was going to happen this month for the prince is going to happen next month as well as the auction for that painting but 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 111 we do believe will be the price 111 dollars. there we go and there will definitely be 111 of these so this is happy meal the sizing will be 30 by 40 we've decided on 30 by 40 um, and it will be $111, and it will be on excellent uh, paper with excellent printing from the best shop in town and all of that stuff. Um, so stay tuned for that. But you will have an opportunity to hang a larger version of this in your home. This is just a, this is just a, a proof. The, the real one's huge. <laughs> the real one's really big. And then 30 by 40 would I be, I guess, probably more than four times the size of this. <laughs> <laughs> Get your shit together. I know. It is what it is. Uh, I'm so happy to be here with everybody. I love everybody. Love you, Mike. Love you. Love you. <laughs> love you guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 oh. So, and then, uh, and then also, um, you can always donate to the autoimmunity. I don't. <laughs> you don't have to wait to buy a picture or uh, whatever. You can always donate to the autoimmunity foundation. That funds. Uh, that funds really kind of everything at this point. But everything that we do, including good vibes in this show, and um, things coming up in the future that you're working on, and and things that we're all working on. Um, 
and more of those goals will be, it'll all come out in time. <laughs> I'm just so happy there's finally a website to point to because for a year I've been like, we're working on stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> are you? <laughs> <sighs> we are. And finally, the coffers are full and, um, of things to work on. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Financial coffers are empty. We have to fund the next year, but all sorts of cool stuff coming out. Uh, stop talking out, you bet. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to think how much you know what we did this the other day, but I want to do it again. It's it's the East Coast feed. We threw it in at the end of the Byron show. But um this to me is what East Coast Feed's all about. We're gonna go back to BMW of Ridgefield, Danbury Chive, reporting live from work on Tuesday. If you've seen this already, <laughs> just get really, really close because it might be better the second time. Roll it out. Mr. and Mrs. Ryan, East Coast Feed coming to you live from the shop. Another fun day at BMW. Jeremy, we have a car here with a check engine light on. Could you enlighten us as to what we found today? Uh, a lot of damn dog food. A lot of damn dog food. And that was probably from their, their garage and then the mice. Just, Somewhere. Just, Maybe even in the car. Oh, Maybe could be in the car. You never know. We're going to find out. Let's take a look. Shall we? Let's get a little bit closer. Let's see. Can, you, can you zoom in on this right here? There we go. Here. Oh, that's a lot of dog food right there. That's the top of the engine. That's your spark plug. Good plugs. stuff. Delicious. Oh, looks like the car just shut off. Well, that's a fucking problem. Um, <laughs> good thing it doesn't get killed by warranty. And love you guys. Say goodbye, Jeremy. See ya. Thanks for saying goodbye, Jeremy. That's the fun part. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. Oh. My mother's going on a cruise tomorrow, but she's checking in now, saying, why does it come up as live at five? Coincidence or by design that you are wearing the same Hawaii shirt? It is by design. I went to the... She's talking. <laughs> My mother's got a close, watchful eye on the show tonight, folks. She's making sure... Your mother's been on the show, right? Oh, don't tell them. Don't. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> hey, it's no, the anniversary you... show. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yes, she has, but don't go Google it because it's not worth watching. <laughs> Jay got very uncomfortable during that show. But 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 the good news is you can see why Jay's the way he is by watching that show. <laughs> you want a primer? It's two things you need to know: the microphone story and Jay's mom. <laughs> I'm not even kidding a little bit. Um Favorite moments. Can we do that? Favorite moments? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the funny thing is they all run together. This is, you know, when Dave and company would talk about how you, you would drive home and like, I don't remember what happened tonight, you know? That's, a, that's real. That's real when you're in this kind of a schedule where like the moment one's done, you wipe it because you need to start preparing for the next one and they all sort of, they're all the same. So like if you don't wipe it, you get into some weird... Bad luck. Yeah, you get all glitchy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? We watched the movie Moon the other day. It was came out. It's not new with uh, Sam Rockwell. You remember that one? And uh, um, I love that movie. Do you? I why? love that movie. So tell me much. why. Yeah. I mean, we enjoyed it too. But tell me why you love it so passionately. Um, it was in my when I watched it, and I mean, what's what ten years old now? I would think something like that. That would be my guess. Yeah. Um, it it was one of the most inventive 
fresh science fiction movies that at the end of the day also could have fallen into the idea of a classic science fiction movie. Like it just, um, I find it timeless. And I, and I thought, and I'm a huge fan of Sam Rockwell too. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's so charismatic. He, It's fun. I love that we're so different and we describe things so differently. I would never think to describe him charismatic, although I do love him so much. I think he's great. He just always plays somebody who's not very charismatic. He's like, (laughs) (laughs) the movies I can think of, he's always a bad guy or like a gross, disgusting guy, uh, including Moon. But, but, but what I was trying to get at was, you know, it's this, it's this kind of, he's a, I don't want to give it away, but he's on the moon. He's doing the same thing over and over again. And sometimes even the tapes that he's watching, it's like, oh, is that the new Sam, the old Sam? What time is that from? Because it's just the same routine all the oh, time. Yeah. And you I end know, up bro. getting a little... <laughs> yeah. Twitchy, glitchy. If you don't wipe it. So that's why you always wipe properly. <laughs> it's also Groundhog Day today. Oh, no. I read that. A little bit of Groundhog Day kind of in that movie, sort of. A lot. It's the same thing over and yeah. over again. Is it? But get your backsides out of the sack. It's going to be a cold one today or whatever. The- <laughs> I got you, babe. Um, we had just recently watched Oblivion. Tom Cruise, Oblivion. Have you seen that? I haven't seen that yet. Nope. All right. Well, when you watch it, think of Moon. They're totally okay. different, totally different movies, yet it's the exact same story. Just, just you know, different. But that's the thing about movies like that. Like, like that's where I call it kind of cli- uh, classic science fiction. It's like almost like an expanded Twilight Zone, kind of. I would have said Moon um, because if you watch Moon carefully, it is an extraordinarily low budget movie. I mean, like. crazy low budget it all takes place in essentially one room and then whenever they go and on the moon and whenever they go out to the moon the uh, graphics I would call them I guess it's not even CG whatever the uh, the special effects visual are not good and it's okay because you don't care because it's all about it's a it's a character piece but uh, the whole clone nature of all of that um, oblivion I think you'd enjoy it. Oblivion actually is was better than I uh, remembered it being. We'd seen it once before. Yeah. Kind of long? It was two hours. It was two hours. Yeah, but it was a good enough story. To a lot through. happens in yeah. that two hours. We, we, we both really liked it. Highly recommend. I like Tom Cruise. Yeah, I don't necessarily like to admit that I like Tom Cruise because I want it's like, oh, oh, risky business. I'm like, no, no, I like the later shit that's kind of heady. I'm with you. Like it's he's much richer in thought than I gave him credit for. You saw Maverick, right? Oh yeah, I love. That's a good movie. Yeah, we watched that that again. I don't know within the last month, maybe a month or so ago. Oh, it was better than the first time I saw it because I knew where we were going now, and I was able to like pick it apart, and it was good. It was good. It's a perfect movie. It really is. So good. I mean, there's a, that's another one that's bigger yep. than bigger than I anticipated it being, and they they paid it all off. Um, I don't know. What do you? What do we? Do we want to talk? Do, I feel like uh, are we just floundering here? Should we talk about anything else? Or my favorite moment was Niall Evans's reaction to the playset. You're so good at keeping me on track. I love that. Um, that was pretty <laughs> awesome. I go back to Mark Pitta. 
uh, standing on the desk like Drew Barrymore because he was so awkward and unsure of whether or not he could do it, but I didn't stop him, so he just did it. Uh, that was early on, too. That was like right after Carol Leifer. I feel like that was year one or two. Um, the Jay Leno one you would think would be good for me. I'm really hoping that Jay Leno comes back. Also, get well soon to Jay Leno again. Please, yeah. <laughs> he got clotheslined. He clotheslined himself, but yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> God dang. I mean, we want to keep you around in the car culture anyway, so you're going to have to take it easy. Um, although, it's a weird time to cancel the guy's show because like, he's really in... He's very popular. And he's always... He's either sticking his head out of a plane or he's lighting himself on fire or he's crashing a motorcycle or he's wrecking a race car on his own show, rolling it over. There's a lot. <laughs> Letterman never used to do any of that shit. <laughs> he's finally coming into his own. Like, Jay Leno just got interesting. Like, what the fuck? That's true. <laughs> and I, I mean that. Like, I like him and I, and I enjoy him very much, but, like, he just got interesting. Yeah. He was very subdued for a long time. Anyway, the Jay Leno one is my least favorite episode because I don't like me in it. He is wonderful. He is a great, giving, generous uh, guest that day. And if you watch the second half, I'm fine with it. But if you watch the first half, I don't know who I was. I don't like it. I could tell you the whole story that led up to it that day for how and why it was awkward. But at the end of the day, it comes down to me. And I feel like I've done some growth uh, since. I don't feel like the next one will be that way. Um but Rob Corddry is one of my favorites because of the 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 bridge that was gapped, the gap that was bridged. <laughs> it had been we got married in two. It had been almost it had been nine years since we'd seen him because it's been ten years since, now since we got married. Yeah, and it was right around the same time. Yeah. So that was a good one. Rain Wilson, because for the same reason. Any of your old clients that have come back and seen you, you know, now. Those always tickle me. I was just going to say that. They, I don't think anyone knows what to make of us anyway. But people that I used to know definitely don't know what this is about. And then the old life people come here and they're like, what on earth? Like they don't get it. They don't understand. He was laughing like a giddy kid. It was, he's like, you're on a show. You have a show. Do you remember him over there mouthing the word? Because <laughs> for years it was... You over there and him sitting here. Yep. Mm. I mean, we've had so many I know it's a more guests. recent one, but does O'Donnell, uh, does he oh. hit your top 10? I mean. Top 10 for sure. Probably top five. Yeah. That was a big yeah. one for me. And you know what's really interesting about that that nobody knew the backstory of? When we first started doing this we were working with a friend of ours the, the friend that we met through um who was a producer on everybody it's chris and she used to be used to be chris rock's assistant way back in the day uh but kali landano um who worked on the chris rock show and knows steve o'donnell from those days um steve o'donnell was a writer on chris rock show i don't know if you guys all you knew that but i don't know if they knew that and yes. she she was always in the very beginning like Oh, and we can get Steve O'Donnell, and oh, I'll help you get Steve O'Donnell, and oh, I should reach out to Steve O'Donnell. It was always like she was going to get a Steve O'Donnell. And then, you know, life and whatever, and she became a therapist somewhere and like just totally shifted gears in life. And and we kind of thought like, oh, geez, so, you know, maybe maybe it won't happen. And then we thought Kellison would get a Steve O'Donnell, and then we couldn't get Kellison for a long time and blah, blah, blah. 
So when Steve O'Donnell finally got here, it was like a long road for us. And I was so happy about it. And I had already had the Leno thing and, uh, you know, a few, I had some experience that that show was one of my favorites because I just got to talk to Steve O'Donnell. I finally yeah. got to talk to it was a somebody, very like a comedy idol, a comedy. It's how, it's how Don's feels whenever he gets to talk to a worldwide panther. Like he's so into that world. Um, when Morty gets here, if, if, when, if we get Morty here, that to me will be one of my favorite episodes, I, I hope and assume, because of the stuff we're going to be able to talk about and stuff that I've always wanted to be able to talk about. It, that, it's, it's J-therapy, though. I don't know that these shows are good. Do you yeah. like, I mean, you're a nerd for this stuff. You are a hardcore fan for this stuff. If you weren't, would you have enjoyed the Steve O'Donnell episode? I think so. I think yeah? he was, uh, yeah, because he, yeah. Steve O'Donnell is a character himself. Like when you were talking to him about cars and he was talking about his old Mustang that he has and, and, and whatnot, like you guys just had a really cool uh, repartee. And I mean, he's a character, like the answers to his questions are all, they're all so unique because he is so unique. So yeah, I think, uh, I, I mean, obviously because of who he is, um, there was there was an, some extra juice to it perhaps for me, but mm -hmm. I thought he was totally a character and I thought you two had a fantastic conversation and, and mm. I just, yeah. I'm happy to hear that. Uh, yeah, that was, but I, I, it was, it was for me. Selfishly, it was really good. Uh, the rain one too, for the same kind of reason, like people say that that was a good epic, like as a, if you're going to take a, one of your shows and be like, submit this one for a, a, a whatever, this would be a, <laughs> on the better side of the curve. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have yet to watch that one back, but I, I do appreciate people saying that because I enjoy it. I've that watched one too. it back and it's 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 so funny. And I mean I, I think we've beat this topic to death a little bit on this show here, but it's it's worth saying it again, especially on the anniversary show. The fact that you are one of the only people on the entire planet that hasn't watched The Office and how taken he was by it and how he actually like Okay, like, I think he just assumed, okay, he's seen it off and on. Obviously, he know, Jay would know some yeah. of the things. But then yeah. the, the beat farm part was one of my favorite moments in any show this year. Doesn't matter the <laughs> network, doesn't matter anything. Like, where he looked and said, wow, you really haven't watched this show. And I he challenged me, and I challenged him. It was like, uh, he goes, dare. And I go, double dare. And he's like, physical challenge, bitch. <laughs> 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 yeah um, and then i go i think that's pretty obscure and everyone is like it's a pretty big <laughs> everyone knows about the beet farm at least i know it's a beet farm now i thought it was a fig farm or a whatever um and then not for nothing my favorite uh moment of course was actually being on the show and actually walking into the play set and feeling those same feelings and and actually seeing my wife uh on the set was delightful i love i loved everything about that experience that was just uh for those watching at home if you ever have a chance to uh be a guest on the cars and comedy show be a guest because it is a really awesome experience or just come see it live like we, we've been doing that now people have been you know coming in and just sitting quietly over on the other side like auditing <laughs> like court <laughs> if you want to be an attorney you want to come see how it's all done <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's not an audience. It's a gallery. That's right. Auto Journey says, oh, Auto Journey is the one with the clips. Uh, the Jay Leno episode was great. Well, decide what clip we should put up, Auto Journey. <laughs> Hilarious. You're the man. 
Um, that's the guy who reached out and was going to help us out with uh, clips. Thank you, Auto Journey. You guys should, William Miller, you guys should go see Meg. That's got to be a different William Miller, right? You guys should go see Megan the Killer Doll movie. It's a great movie, sort of comedy horror movie. <laughs> and can we all just, who is this? <laughs> this this isn't Malibu Bill, right, William Miller? It's got to be a different William Miller. Because that would be really weird. Oh, my God. Happy Groundhog Day. Bill Murray was awesome in the movie. Thanks for the great show. You guys rock. Got to be a different Bill Miller, right? <laughs> it has to be. <laughs> Last time we saw Bill from Malibu Kitchen, he was at Cafe de la Plage. <laughs> <laughs> Good vibes. That was weird. That was weird. Um... Yeah, there's some other things going off. I'll talk about it next week. I'll talk about it next week. I'll talk about it. I think I can talk about it next week because I'm going to go look at the spaces on Monday with the person. (laughs) (laughs) And then after that, perhaps I will fill the audience in on not only what some of the projects upcoming are, but um, who they're for and what we're talking about and, uh, and, and stuff. And it's stuff that you'll all be interested in. And I just haven't been talking about it because it hasn't been real yet. But um, I think, I think it will be real soon. So cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's great. It's good and great. I just, I kind of thought I was past building studios and stuff. I know. Yeah. A few more studios coming up folks. <laughs> Two more at least coming up soon. Uh for other people. Every time you think you're out, they pull you back in. Yeah, and it's not a com- I mean, I don't mean to complain about it. It's just like so much other stuff is going on right now. It's one of those like where is the time? Where is the time? Uh, and the energy. And you know, I wish I could fix you. I mean, there's a lot of stuff on our plate. <laughs> it's bad now, but it'll get better. All right. Did you have any of this? A little bit. Okay. Yeah, thanks. It's, um... Yeah, I brought the thing to read it, too. Oh, I threw it in here. This is, uh... This is from our friends at Chill Club. Um, Kirk. Ooh. Kirk, the delivery Chill Club. And it's, um... Oh, hilarious. Lucky Charms. With a Z. Hilarious. Yeah. She just finished a giant size box of Lucky Charms and a new one just arrived today for you. I think You're I'm like cattle. You <laughs> I am. I sit there and the cat comes out and eats food and we eat together. Really? Yeah. It's our time. Whenever I'm out? Yeah. Oh, that's adorable. Now I know what they're doing while the cat's away. We both have routines, and we like our space, but that's the one time we meet and say hello and disappear. I love it. Uh, Okay. Sorry. Here we go. Uh, I don't know what Phyllis is responding to, but oh, really? She must love this button. Uh, oh my gosh, hilarious. I told you that Tori V. Dubber for Life was looking at a 997. He just sent me a picture of it and a facepalm emoji 
with the comment, I have zero self-control. So I have a feeling that our friend VW for Life, our first guest from this show, <laughs> bought a new car today. And if I'm right, it's this, and it's pretty damn cool. Way to go. It looks like lobsters on there. And I forget if they call it seal gray or what the what Porsche's gray is. But is that, that gunmetal? Nice. I mean, it's it. Yes, that's how you would describe it, or maybe a little lighter than gunmetal. But it's uh, it's it's um. BMW would call this color space gray, but this is Porsche's version. It may be medium gray. I can't remember. Seal gray, I think, is the darker one. The the the, the Porsche um, colors are really quite extreme. Their naming systems and stuff are a little all over the place. Uh, boy, My Mercedes nice... is midnight blue, I believe. That's a good color. Say it again. My Mercedes is midnight blue, I believe. That's pretty. That's a nice name. And that's like what you would call, oh, it's dark, dark, dark blue, midnight blue. Right. Perfect. <laughs> it's logical. Um, yeah, and everybody gets interested. Hondas used to be horizon gray back in the day, but that was really their purple. It was that kind of purple haze color oh, that was on yep. the Civics for a little bit in the 90s. Yep. But Sterling had a horizon gray. This is beautiful. Seriously? Beautiful. Thanks for being there for that, everybody. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's the anniversary show, and I guess that's it. Seems like we'd have some hoopla, but that's not how we do things. No. How does everybody feel? I mean, if we're checking our phones, that must be it, right? I have more things I could talk about, but I feel like I talk too much. I don't think you talk too much. I mean, introspection is a good thing. Um, how do you feel about uh, the next five years? Uh, the next five years are very interesting. Um, historically, I've been able to build the five-year out. I'm having a hard time lately getting to five. And I, I, I've, uh, that's not a good thing for someone who manifests. <laughs> um, you shouldn't be blocked. Um, I, 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 I assumed that it was because we're living so day-to-day -day now, like moment-to-moment -moment often, that it's kind of a survival mentality that kind of keeps me from building too far out because it's like, oh, we won't get to that anyway. We've got to build what's here and then it'll change. And, and we've been that way for the last few years, hence, you know, the slow grow. Um, I can tell you that next year, this time, I think everyone, are you listening to me? Or are you talking to your granddaughter? Oh my gosh. My granddaughter's just saying goodbye to me. I'm so sorry. No, it's all right. Alara, say bye real loud. There yeah, all right. <laughs> I was listening. She just popped in the room for a second. I know. I know you were listening. I didn't You're mean on to camera, so I that see moment. You not. I, I feel terrible <laughs> I about that. I feel terrible about that. You were like really going. I was. I was giving. I was giving your answer everything. Your question everything it uh, it asked for. And but, I was uh, listening to it up to that moment. It's all gone now. Um, I don't remember what it was, but I, I know that it wasn't that important. Introspection is good. I remember that. Introspection is good. Yeah, removing blocks is good, too. Removing blocks is good. Yeah. Removing blocks is good. I feel like, for me, it's the awareness. Once I get the awareness, I can't help but work on moving the block. Like, try and stop me. Like, I, I can't do anything but focus on moving the block. But the awareness of the block, sometimes that's my block. <laughs> Yep. 
dog food in the engine. Here's the takeaway. But to me, folks. that's what Don't this show is about. Like engine. to me, there must be a to me this show does that for we're, people. We're stepping on each other, and we can't quite get a groove. There must be. I'm listening to you, buddy. I'm sorry. There's just like a delay no, no, or something, I, and it's hard to. I apologize for that. Uh, if it's on my <laughs> end, I was just going to say this. This show actually, in my opinion, helps people remove blocks. You think? Because because we're willing to do it ourselves, we the people who are on this show. The example for sure, but then also, I mean, how many guests? Like even Byron the other night, or Cat. Every time Cat's on, it's it's new discoveries and removal of blocks, and 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 I think that a lot of the guests. I think if there's an overarching theme to this show, that's a huge one, for sure. Being present, removing blocks, uh, definitely. I think you're right about that, but it also feels like something that comes along with, well, yeah, okay, you're right. But the nature of the people that we're talking about are all, they're all seemingly on their journey. No one's like done. I mean, I guess that, I know you never really finish, but we're all kind of, so this is sort of the not ready for primetime talk show, you know, where it's like, Kat's still working through her stuff, which is why it's interesting when she's on every time once a month or whatever, because we get to see a different cat each time. That's kind of why our, we, we didn't re rely so heavily on goals when we were doing this show of like, let's get to this or get to this or get to this. It, it was, let's figure out what the hell we're doing, who we are, what, what any of this is. And, uh, and, and I used to beat myself up on that too until I heard Mark Marin a, a couple years ago, like two years ago, I heard him talk about how the first few episodes of his show, like the first few hundred episodes of his show were nothing but therapy for him. He's like, go listen to the first 200. It's just me talking about everybody, about me, and whatever's going on in my problems, and they're helping, you know, it went both ways, but that was what he was doing. That was what he was using it for. Yep. Probably yep. unintentionally. And I think maybe we did that too. I or think are we doing did. that. I think so. It's, I remember comedians saying that a lot. That's why they liked going up, was just talking. It's the but, process. Yes, and hearing their thoughts out loud that's all you need sometimes so it's helping me selfishly yeah and that's one of the reasons we've kept doing it too you know in the beginning i think it was let's see what the heck and then somewhere like i don't know it seems like all this should be quicker but in the year or two year mark it did seem like it was actually helping us in general and then Somewhere after that, like year three, I can't believe it's been years that we've been doing this show. COVID really screwed it up because it doesn't feel that long. Um, but at some point, I'm guessing about the halfway point, uh, other people started to talk about it to us of like, yeah, but you can't stop doing your show because, uh, well, yeah, but no, but like we need it. Like, oh, no, but we really get stuff. For, oh, but I wouldn't have had this moment if it were not for you. Or, oh, I really needed you that night and your show was on. Like, we don't talk about that side of things very often because it's not very entertaining. But that's why we're doing it. Yeah. I, this has been here. Yep. I don't know how long. This is about GVBC, but it's the same thing because it's really about us. What did I ever do? To, this is just... a. I'll just read it. What did I ever do to deserve this? I used to ask myself this a lot when I was a kid. I still find myself asking the same question today, but I'm happy to say that it's for an entirely different reason. 
To avoid making this depressing and to give a bit of context to what I'm about to say, just let me start by saying I didn't know the true meaning of the word family until the day I started my own started on my own at the age of 16. I've been started my own at the age of 16. I've been fortunate enough to be gifted two wonderful families, my own and the one I'm lucky enough to have here. This last year alone has been one of the most emotional ones I've had in a while. We've been coming up here for just a few years now, and the amount of love and support my family and I have received along the way has been overwhelming to say the least. So many of you have supported us as if we were your own child or family member. Your encouraging words and kind gestures really keep us going. To everyone I've ever met and bonded with, it's been my absolute pleasure, and from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you so much for all that you've given us. I wouldn't be half the person I am today if it wasn't for people like you. If you feel anything towards me, it's only because you've given it to me along the way. I am merely a reflection of you. I could live my life a hundred times over and never be able to repay all that you've given to this little speck of dust you call your friend. I know we don't say these words as often as we should, let alone hear them, but I love you. I don't know what I ever did to deserve you, but I really am grateful to have you. I hope you are... I hope you all have a wonderful Christmas and a happy new year. I don't think this was from this year. I think this was from last year. <laughs> this has been in the desk for a long time. I didn't want to read it on the show because it felt so heavy, but it meant so much to me when I read it that I felt it needed to go somewhere and I was going to post it. I just never really felt so. That was from somebody who still comes up regularly to GBBC. I mention them all the time because they give us cars to put on the wall in the studio here. Uh, Matt, uh, Matchbox cars is wrong. It's the other one, Hot Wheels. Um, but this was long and it was GBBC related. Messages like this about shows we do with people where topics like the ones with Byron or Cat come up, real stuff, talking about your issues on a regular basis. I'm sure you get tons of messages mm -hmm. about that. I get a shit ton on the show page and uh, personal. And uh, if that if the fact that we're doing this at all helps people in any way, shape, or form in their lives or to be better people in the world, which then helps all of us, uh, that's what this is all for. That's what that's that's the purpose. That's that's what you're funding with Autoimmunity Foundation. That's yeah. what you're supporting when you when you you know make a comment or or, or do anything nice to one of our social media pages. Um, we want to stand for good vibes. We want to align with that. We want to be um, beacons f for and with this community um, because we all get better together. The stronger we all grow together, the better this thing is. And I don't mean the show. I mean like life, the world. Um, yep. At the end of every show, we talk about how we love each other in this room and on this show and to the audience at home. It's not words guys i mean it she means it he means it we all mean it and that may be weird to you because some people don't say it in their own lives um sorry if it's weird <laughs> we're the friends in your life that will bridge that gap of making it not weird um i don't know i guess just speaking freely from the heart is how we're ending this anniversary show but we love everybody out there happy anniversary guys for watching the show and for supporting us and uh, and for just being willing to go there yourselves. To watch this show, you have to be willing to do it. And I don't just mean like click it on. I mean like you got to be willing to think and go places. Yep. And uh, it's not just radio. 
and I don't mean that in a bad way either, but it's not, you know, we don't have any commercials on the show. You might notice that. Like last year, we wiped out all the uh, commercials on this show. There aren't any ads. You don't have to click through stuff. You don't have to wait five seconds on YouTube for free. Um, that was important to us. I'm not knocking shows that have ads. You have to pay for stuff. But we just, it didn't feel right. And the alignment process wasn't right for us. And the foundation was. Um, so support us. Support the Autoimmunity <laughs> Foundation. Make a donation today. <laughs> Made possible from the support of viewers like you. Uh, I love everybody. I really effing do. Uh, even if you think I don't, I probably love you more. Like, it's really weird how my brain works. If you think I don't like you or you think we have a problem, I'm probably thinking about you all the time and wishing that you're well. Um, so, I don't know. I say this to you every once in a while. Like, if, if there's anybody who does have a problem with me, let's work it out. Let's talk about it. Let's not have a problem anymore because I, I'm too old and I don't want that in my life anymore. I love everybody. Um, I, I mean that. <laughs> <laughs> there's where we're ending it happy anniversary everybody love you love you producer mike we love you at home love you guys please love one another um i didn't answer your question as to where you see this but uh the next i think year, you just did the next year is really really good so stay tuned i like that more to come love one another see you out there Except Irene says, I love the goofy all over the place episodes. Mike's episode two, Steve two. I want to sit in your audience. Come on over. See you later. Good night, everybody. <laughs>